know that it's possible to survive the boss from hell without quitting your job or selling your soul? Hi, my name is Ken Williams, and I'm a certified life coach and a master of connecting with people. I've had a lot of bad bosses, because who hasn't? And I'm the host of the Bad Boss Podcast, a podcast where we explore ways to improve relationships at work so that you can survive the boss from hell. So join me as we delve into the ins and outs of working with people that you never wanted to be friends with. If you're hoping to reduce your work stress and increase your job satisfaction when it seems impossible, this is the podcast for you. Get ready to discover the power of untoxic positivity and learn how to survive the boss from hell. Welcome back. Now that we finished the book, now I got to start getting creative, which is fine. I'm happy to do that. We are, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just tell you some of the ground rules, some of the ground rules that I'm going to follow. You don't have to, you can, <laughs> you can do whatever you want, but um, I want to be very careful to not indict anyone. Um, and so I am going to use examples from a variety of sources. They may be things that I personally have experienced or that I've observed. They may be from previous uh, employers. Uh, they may be things that people talk to me about. And um, unless I have permission, I will not disclose identities of of any of the players because this can be a sensitive topic. Um, I think even the worst of the bosses from hell uh, think they are doing a good job. I think they think that they're doing um, a good job. In fact, I, I have talked to people and... Uh, I have said, I will boldly and maybe arrogantly say that if you were to, to rank all of the managers at my current place of employment um, from best to worst, number one, I tend to think that I'm above the um, middle, <laughs> most days anyways, and um, I would suspect that most people think that they're above the middle. I have not seen any specific research on this, but I assume that as an example, everybody thinks that they're an above average driver, even the lousy drivers. And so from my own, what feels like an objective perspective, it's not uh, because it's all, it's all tainted by my uh, expectations and my mindset and my thoughts about how things should be. But I tend to think that I'm better. I'm a better than average driver. I'm a, I'm a better than average manager. I'm a better than average father. I'm a better than average, all sorts of things. And of course, there are a few things where I concede I am not uh, better than average, but we're not going to get into those because it's none of your business. <laughs> what I'm not good at. But um, so let's use that as a starting point that everybody, even the bad boss, thinks that he or she is better than average. Um, and I, I think there are a couple of reasons for that. Number one, I think that we're a little bit blind to other people's experience. I was talking to somebody about a, um, a, a, a mutual acquaintance we'll call. And this person that I was talking to said that that mutual acquaintance is one of the most self unaware people that I know. And I think to some degree, we all, ha- we all have blind spots. We have things that we don't notice. Um, I've had people tell me that they are, or that they perceive themselves to be things that they clearly, at least in my opinion, are not. So 
Uh, I'm just going to put that out there. First of all, I'm going to be intentionally very vague about things because you can just imagine if you if you think you know who I'm talking about, if you know me personally, for example, then you can think that, and it doesn't mean that you're right or wrong. And I may not um, <laughs> confirm or deny, but um, I just want to put that out there that we all think that we're doing a better than average job. We all think that, and really, to be honest, we're all doing the best that we can. And frankly, your best and my best, not the same. And so my best may be a little bit better in some cases, might be a little bit not as good in some cases, but um, let's just start out by agreeing that we're doing the best that we individually know how to do. And then maybe by listening to this or other podcasts, uh, we can all get a little bit better, a little bit uh, improved, a little bit more self-aware, a little bit more uh, able to deal with the boss from hell. So let's talk about us. Now, if you've listened to the book, which um, you can buy on Amazon, and I may have a link to the show notes, um, but the whole the whole um, text is in there, plus a little bit extra and etc. The um, I there are a couple things that I wanted to talk about, and I think we'll just talk about one, and uh, next week we'll talk about the other. The 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 one thing that I want to touch on this week is habits. And it's not really the habits that you may think that I'm, uh, that I'm talking about. I'm, gonna, I'm talking about the habit of how you think, the habit of how you think about something. And let me give you an example. Um, if you were to ask my kids about my demeanor, they may say a variety of things, but something that is sure to come up, they're going to say, I'm tired and grumpy. And the reason that they say that is because they hear me say it. They hear me say that I'm tired and I'm grumpy. People will come up to me, so Ken, how are you doing? Tired and grumpy. It's, um, I, I say it a lot of times for the uh, humor element. <laughs> a lot of what I do, a lot of what I say is uh, for my own personal entertainment. But that has become the habit. So the the. The two things with that are number one, um, the evidence. I'll just I'll start with the evidence. I work nights. I have worked nights, or at least a second shift, and sometimes overnight for most of my adult life. And so, a perpetual state of being seems to be tired, and with that comes grumpy. And another thing is, I have five kids, and I don't even compare to um, the amount of sleeplessness or restlessness that. Uh, that my wife has had to endure over the years, but um, tired and grumpy certainly describes many parents because we are sleep deprived. We don't get <laughs> a full uh, amount of sleep because I remember when my kids were young, I would um, be working nights and I would get um, I would get home and one or more. And it would change from night to night. And as the kids got older, they would rotate out and then others would rotate in. But I would have kids sleeping in my bed. I don't sleep well when I have a kid kicking my kidneys and pulling covers off of me. I don't sleep well. And so this has become my go-to answer in many cases, tired. I'm tired, I'm grumpy. And the, the thing that happens when we do that is we take that on as an identity. I'm tired and grumpy can become an identity. Now, the problem with that is really 
the question, is that the identity that I want? Now, that's a challenge because on one hand, like I said, a lot of what I do is for my own personal entertainment. And tired and grumpy gets to be a much funnier answer than I'm doing great. <laughs> so, so there's the that element of my interactions with people that I would lose out on if I changed my identity from tired and grumpy to something different to I'm amazing. It's, it's fantastic, etc. Um, the other thing is that as we tell ourselves something like that over and over and over again, it becomes true to us. We become what we think about. We become how we think. And so if I'm constantly telling myself and telling other people that I'm tired and grumpy, that becomes me. I become that uh, that identity. So let's talk about boss, the boss from hell. We have uh, a way of thinking about the boss from hell. And think about your own boss from hell, whether it's me or, <laughs> or somebody else. If somebody asks for example, something like how's work or how's your interaction with the boss or how's um, the workload or how's how was your weekend or whatever. And if your go-to is negative thoughts about the boss from hell, you're going to be feeding a version of reality that you may not want. And I'm, I'm not saying that you shouldn't have those thoughts. I'm not saying that you should be happy about everything that your boss says or does or how they treat you or the the um, tasks that they give you or anything at all, else like that. I'm just saying the way you think about it um, that can, can have a, an impact on how you experience. So for example, I'm just going to, I'm going to give you an example and um, this is my current boss. And so if you know him, then, then you can, um, maybe understand a little bit about what I'm saying. My boss makes a lot of phone calls and a lot of the phone calls are, Hey, this is something I need you to pay attention to. Hey, I need you to, to watch this team. I need you to uh, find out what's going on at this, at this gate. And there are people who uh, get a little bit annoyed with that. So that's one way of thinking about it. The other thing is the way that I've chosen to think about it is there's something important that my boss wants to make sure I'm aware of which is a helpful, a much more helpful thought for me. And so when I get those phone calls, instead of avoiding them, I answer them, I get the information, and then I can choose how I want to proceed with that information. Maybe I'm already on top of things and I didn't need the uh, redirect from my boss. And maybe I'm not. Maybe I've been distracted by something else that I thought or that may in fact be equally or even more important, but I at least am starting to learn his priorities as he reaches out to me by phone call. So again, I'm not excusing bad behavior on the part of the, the boss from hell. I am saying, though, that the way that we frame the um, interactions, the way that we frame the conversations, the, the way that we frame the events in our own thinking can have an impact on the experience that we have. So if I am thinking that, oh, not again, then I may approach that phone call or that email or that text interaction or face-to-face -face conversation 
very differently than uh, if I am a little bit more curious, a little bit more understanding, a little bit more patient that, okay, obviously there's something he wants to make sure um, I am aware of or on top of or whatever. So um, that's really, I think, um, about it. I just, I want to throw that idea out that as you start to notice the patterns, the habits of how you think, and this is how you think about your boss, how you think about your job, how you think about your coworkers, how you think about your employees, and really this is true for every relationship, every interaction, everything. How you think about the home that you live in, how you think about the uh, fact that your spouse is a cat person, you're a dog person, or vice versa, or whatever. All these things have the same kind of potential impact that your habitual thoughts can have a significant impact on the relationship. Um, My relationship may be very different with the same person, and the way that we're treated is, is the same. The biggest difference could be as small as I choose to think that the the boss as in this in in this example the boss is trying to help me be better as opposed to the boss is trying to torment me and make my life miserable so and that may be true i don't know if there are bosses out there out there that do that i know that there are certainly stories that i've uh, come across where that is the case where it's at least the one side that i've heard it sounds like the boss is trying to torment and make life miserable for somebody I hope that's not true. I suspect that it is in some cases. But um, something something to think about. It's something to challenge yourself on. If you want to survive the boss from hell, then that you can't wait for the boss to change, to become the boss that you want. You've got to make some changes. And it's a little bit hard sometimes because that may suggest to your mind that <laughs> that you've been thinking wrong about something in the past. And that's not necessarily true, but just start to to open up to the possibility that maybe there's a rational explanation for the boss's behavior that doesn't have anything to do with you and your happiness or your job satisfaction or your job performance or anything else. It may be something that is totally different and some way that the boss is trying to um, do what's best, whether it's best for him or herself, best for the company, best for the team, best for you, best for whatever. And it may uh, it may not look like it. I'm just throwing another example. And again, I'm not I'm not excusing bad behavior. I'm not defending uh, poor interactions that uh, that bosses have with their employees. But I'm just throwing out the idea that what if there's another way to look at it. I think about my own kids. I have five kids. And there are times that I allow them to be a little bit unhappy because I know that there is a benefit on the other side. So one example that comes to mind, I don't want to make it a (laughs) politically charged thing, but I remember my oldest daughter when she was very young. She was one or so and I took her in to have her um, scheduled immunizations. And I knew, in fact, it was my responsibility because my wife just could not, uh, she couldn't 
and uh, accept the the f- fact that this was going to be a painful experience for our daughter. And so that became my responsibility. So I took her in and I knew there was going to be momentary discomfort, momentary pain. She cried. She she was not happy. But I knew there was a long-term benefit. I knew there was a reason that this would be um, beneficial for her and her life. And so I was willing to put up with some uh, some discomfort and, and even maybe some of the frustration or disapproval or anger that she may have felt towards me because I was allowing this um, quote-unquote awful thing to happen uh, because I saw that there was a benefit. There are a lot of times things like that where the boss may put us in a difficult situation. They may give us a, di- a difficult task. They may uh, allow us to deal with something hard because they know that we'll be better off for it. Um, I, I don't think that it's advantageous all the time for bosses to um, shield us from whether it's consequences from our, of our actions or um, opportunities to grow and develop and become, become better at what we do. Sometimes we may interpret that uh, in, a, in a, a difficult or an unkind way. And I just want to throw out that there may, be, there may be a different reason for it. Again, never, never, never am I excusing bad behavior. But sometimes what looks like bad behavior uh, is easily explained. And so just consider that there may be something more to it than that. And it then becomes our responsibility to think about things or at least practice thinking about things in a way that may be serv- serving us a little bit better. And if nothing else, think about the habits. Think about the, the way that you habitually think about things, about the job, about the boss, about the interactions. And if you're habitually, if your go-to is negative, then just challenge yourself. Is there a different way to think about this? Is there a different way to, um, to frame this in my mind so that I'm not in this negative frame of mind as often as I am? So there you go. There's my thoughts for the, uh, for the week. We'll talk about uh, the commute next time and how the commute can make a big difference in whether we have a great experience at work or at least a not bad experience <laughs> or a bad experience. And uh, hopefully that'll help you out. If you have ideas, reach out to me, Ken at KenWilliamsCoaching.com. Tell me what you think or what you want to talk about. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Bad Boss Podcast. We hope you found it helpful and inspiring. Remember that relationships are a work in progress and making mistakes is normal. And if you want to have a better experience with your own bad boss, I'd love to chat. Reach out to me at Ken at KenWilliamsCoaching.com or check out the link in the show notes. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with others who might benefit. And until next time, don't forget to spread untoxic positivity everywhere.